Good morning. Welcome to our service this morning. Let us pray. So loving Father, we ask that you would open our hearts and our minds to hear your message, that you would speak to us in a wonderful and a powerful way. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen. Our sermon this morning, we continue. It's our second week of looking at the story of Jonah. And before we read something of Jonah, I'd like to share a story. I remember a few years ago reading an article about the difference between ministers or pastors in different denominations. Uh, I, I wish I could remember which article it was, but there were one or two things that struck me, is they took two different denominations of ministers and they looked to try and see which ones felt the most fulfilled. They realized that the one denomination, the way that they dealt with their ministers or pastors, is that it was very much a career. Uh, they had to study, they had to better themselves. The higher qualified you were, the more experienced you were, uh, the higher your remuneration was. Uh, they had decent housing, medical, definitely not decent, but better than the other denomination. But it was a profession. It was a career. The other denomination uh, was less professional. I don't know if professional is the right word. It was less about progressing in a career but rather it was about a calling and you had to express your call uh, to people there to acknowledge your call you then were able to enter into ministry and you served and you were looked after but it was definitely not a career where you advance in your denomination and they took these two denominations and on paper asked themselves the question of which pastors are going to be the most satisfied with their jobs. I would have assumed <laughs> that it was the ones who got better housing, uh, higher packages, um, better pension, medical aid, you know, those kind of things, the ones who were looked after better, surely they have a higher sense of fulfillment. Uh, but it turns out it was the opposite. The ones who had the highest sense of fulfillment were those who truly believed that God had called them, that their calling was from God. They truly believed that God had set them apart to do a very specific role. And that's where their fulfillment came from. Bear that in mind as we discuss following God's call on our lives in, based on Jonah. And so I'd like to read Jonah chapter 3. From verse 1, from verse 1 through to verse 5. Now we know the story of Jonah. Last week we looked at the beginning of Jonah and how Jonah tried to run away from God. And uh, we realized that you cannot run away from God because God is everywhere. And so we know the story. Jonah was told to go to Nineveh. He really didn't want to because uh, the Ninevites were the enemies of the Israelites. To ask him to go there felt very unfair and, and he really didn't want to because they didn't deserve the grace of God in his mind. 
He tries to run away and he gets on the ship. We know the story. He tries to sail to Tarshish. There's a big storm. Uh, God sends a storm. Uh, Jonah is then eventually thrown overboard after he tells them that's what they need to do. And then God sends a fish. The fish swallows Jonah. Uh, the fish then swims all the way back to Nineveh and vomits him up. Uh, the original Hebrew doesn't say it spat him out. That's such a nice way of saying it. But the original Hebrew actually says it vomited uh, this fish vomited Jonah up onto the shore. Uh, after that whole experience, this is what happens next in the book of Jonah. Uh, Jonah chapter 3 from verse 1 through to verse 5. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overturned. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. Uh, thanks be to God for his word. I often read that part of Jonah and realized uh, it, it's quite amazing. Here he is. He doesn't really want to be there. <laughs> Let's be honest. He goes and he, he proclaims one message, the shortest sermon in the history of humanity, and yet it was the most effective. All he says is that in 40 days, Nineveh will be overturned. And the whole city repents and turns to God. The whole nation, the whole place everybody from the king right down to the servant to the lowest person it even describes the animals every single person has this experience and they turn towards God uh, thanks to that one short very short sermon that Jonah preaches <laughs> I wish that some of our sermons had that kind of effect on people. But today we're looking at our calling. And Jonah was called by God. The reason it was so effective, the reason that it worked so well, is because it was God who called Jonah. I'd like to read from Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 1, uh, because Paul speaks a little bit in Ephesians chapter 4 about our calling, and every person has a calling on their lives. Every person has something that God would like us to do for the uh, benefit of others and for the glory of God. Every one of us has that, and this is what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 1. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life Worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. 
One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascend mean other, uh, except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Thanks be to God for his word. Isn't that a lovely image that Paul says? Paul says to people, he says, can you please live a life worthy of the calling you have received? Can we become people who live a life worthy of the calling we have received? If every one of us has been called in some way to glorify God and to lift up others, how do we fulfill that call? How do we become people that live lives worthy of that calling? Knowing that when we do, it will be effective. Look at Jonah. Jonah runs away, but when he finally lives into that call, it is a very effective ministry that benefits others and glorifies God. So how do we live a life worthy of that calling? Uh, the first thing for me is this, is we need, to learn, uh, we need to learn from Paul to stay humble. How do we stay humble? We stay humble by realizing that we are called because of who God is, not because of who we are. I say that again. We are called because of who God is, not because of what we do or who we are. We are called because of the grace of God, as it says in Ephesians, by the grace given us. I love the book of Jonah. Uh, it's really one of my favorite because I see myself in Jonah. Uh, but, but I also love the book of Jonah because it, it puts things in perspective for me. You see, this idea of calling, uh, some people think that some are called and others not. Uh, but what I love about the book of Jonah is how God uses the most unlikely in the book. So, so there's parts where, where God uses the same word over and over. He uses the word prepared or sent. Uh, and it says this. It says that when Jonah was thrown overboard, when Jonah was on the ship, first of all, God sent the storm. He sent the winds. And then Jonah was thrown overboard, and then God sent a fish. He prepared a fish for him. Then the story goes that after Jonah has told all of Nineveh, Jonah's upset, and he goes and he sits outside, and he makes himself a shelter because now he's angry that God has forgiven them. I'm sure you hear about it over the next few weeks. But there, what God does is God prepares a vine, sends a vine, and the vine grows over Jonah, and Jonah's happy 
because he has shelter. And then God sends a worm, prepares a worm, and the worm eats the vine, and the shelter dies. And so Jonah's exposed to the sun. And then God sends the sun and the wind to blow on Jonah and to... to scorch Jonah and he's upset and he's angry and it starts the most beautiful conversation between God and Jonah. But what I love about this passage is that that word that God uses or the word that is used in the book of Jonah for the fish, for the worm, for Jonah himself, uh, for the plant is all the same word. It's the word sent or prepared which is the same word that was used throughout the Old Testament for set apart, which was the same word which is used for ordained. See, God called a fish to swallow Jonah. God called the wind to blow. God called a worm to eat the vine. God called the vine to grow. God called everything from Jonah who didn't want to do it right down to a worm. God called each one to fulfill a purpose. And here's how we stay humble is we remember and we realize that God calls because God wants to include us in what God is doing. But it is God who calls us. And it doesn't make us, it doesn't make us more powerful. It doesn't make us special. It doesn't make us uh, greater than everyone around us. It makes us a tool in the hands of God. And God can even use a worm. And so we need to remember, the first thing we need to remember about our calling is that it is but by the grace of God that we can participate in the work of God. It is not by our greatness, but by the grace of God. But the second thing about living a life worthy of this calling is this, is that Jesus turns around and, and, and gives us different gifts. As Paul says, he gave some to be apostles, some to be teachers, some to be preachers, uh, some to be carers. The, every person has a different purpose. And no one purpose is more important than the other. But here's the good news, is that when we look at the story of Jonah, God calls everything from a fish to a worm to Jonah. God calls each one, but God asks them to do what they can do, not what they can't. You see, when God called the fish, God said to the fish, I need you to swim and I need you to swallow Jonah. He didn't say to the fish, I need you to eat that plant or walk on the earth. Uh, when God called the plant, he said to the plant, I need you to grow. He didn't say to the plant, I need you to swim. Uh, when God called the worm, he said, I need you to eat the plant. He didn't say to the worm, I need you to, I don't know, <laughs> swallow Jonah. <laughs> That'd be a big worm. <laughs> you see, each person, each creature in the story of Jonah was uniquely created by God 
And God used them in ways that they could be used. He wanted them to do things that they could do, not what they couldn't. And in our callings, God will ask us to do things uh, that we are able to do, not things that are impossible for us. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't equip the called. Uh, let me tell you that, that many preachers are extremely shy people. And somehow God uses us, but we can speak. You know, God isn't going to call us to do something that is physically impossible for us to do to the point that we are only frustrated and left destroyed. And God also doesn't expect us to be something that we are not. God never wanted the fish to be a worm and the worm to be a fish and the, the sun to be the wind. God called them as they are for who they are. And God calls you and he calls me as we are for who we are. And then he uses us and what we can do for his glory and the benefit of others. And so that's it, is we need to remember that God is the one who calls. God is the one who calls. We need to remember that it is by the grace of call that we are that by God that we are called to do what we can and be who we are, be who we were created to be, and not something or someone else. And know that it's enough in the greater scheme of things. Uh, that worm and that sun and that wind and that fish and Jonah himself, each one had a small part to play in a much bigger work of God. And every part made a difference. You might sometimes feel that your part is a small and insignificant part, but if it is from God and if it is a calling and if you're able to do it, then it is part of a much greater work that God is doing. And finally, and this is perhaps the most important, is that when we live like that, we become one with each other and with God. But what I love about the words of Paul in this passage is he says, live a life worthy of the calling. And then he says, some have been called to be apostles or to be teachers. Living a life worthy of our calling, is more about who we are than what we do. Our whole lives need to speak about the grace of God, love of God, the glory of God, and the lifting up of others. It's about who we are in Christ and less about what we do. And so, back to Jonah. 
Jonah goes through Nineveh and he tells the shortest sermon. He says the shortest sermon in the history of humanity. And uh, hundreds, thousands of people are converted. Thousands of people turn away from their evil ways. They turn to God. They repent. And uh, Jonah's story isn't over. And you'll hear about it in the next couple of weeks. But it reminds me that you and I are called by God to work with God in what God is doing in this world. And we are called not because of who we are, but because of who God is and God's grace. And we are called to do what we can do and not what we can't. And when I realize, and you realize, that these are gifts given by us to serve God and each other, we'll never look down on each other, and we'll never place others on pedestals. We'll realize that each one of us has a unique purpose in the kingdom of God. And when we start to fulfill that purpose, we ourselves will be fulfilled. May you know, may I know that we are called by God and may we start to live lives that are worthy of that calling as we participate in what God is already doing. Amen.